Writers in general, like radio presenters, love a bit of bad news. Nothing for better or for worse, I think, sparks that creative surge more than problems of the heart. And a new book out brings together a group of brilliant Australian writers all talking about just that in the literal sense, though. They've all had heart attacks or some sort of heart problem. The book features stories by David Williamson, Robin Williams, Alex Miller, among others, and it was edited by author Michael Wilding. He's also a contributor to the book. It's called Heart Matters personal stories about that heart-stopping moment. And Michael joins us on Afternoons. Now, hello. Hello. Nice to still have you with us, Michael. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Can I say? <laughs> and I read you at the introduction that you wrote with uh, your co-editor, Peter Corris, and uh, common as muck, really, heart attacks among writers. Oh, they are indeed, yes. That, that's why we thought, you know, this is a, there's an idea for a book here. We, uh, we both had problems and we thought, you know, there's all this material on hand. And, in, and indeed there was, you know, from the ones who survived, yeah. T- tell us, take us through some of that, uh, some of that um, history of it, I guess, because there were quite a few people that you mentioned that I was surprised about that had had heart problems. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd had a heart attack and not realised it, because, you know, that's hard to pick up. And then uh, Peter emailed me, he said, oh, here you had a heart attack. I was just a bit short of breath and mentioned this at my annual checkup, and he was rushed in for a multiple bypass. So we, we met at a book launch for a book on writers writing about motor cars. And uh, I said, why don't we do a book about writers writing about their hearts? And he, uh, Peter was very keen on the idea. He'd already written a piece. And he'd already had his private eye, Cliff Hardy, have a heart attack at the beginning of his most recent novel, Deep Water. So we began. There we were. Quite Williamson, I'd heard, uh, you know, talking about, uh, he didn't have a heart attack, but he had this endless um, arrhythmia, I think it is, you know, this, this sort of accelerating heartbeat and panic attacks. And uh, they were so bad, he'd actually announced he was retiring from writing plays and, and did. And then his doctor said, oh, look, there's a new drug we can put you on and um, stabilised it and back he came. So uh, he had a story to tell. He had a fabulous story to tell, didn't he? I really enjoyed that. It was quite interesting to to read about how um, anxious he yeah. got when, yeah. through his work. It's amazing with these people that are just, you know, you just look up to so much and are just such astonishing writers and you don't really sort of think about them suffering the sort of nerves that the rest of us do. I think I think if you don't have the anxiety, it's, it's, you're not going to do it very well. You've got to have that edge, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, yes, I guess you do. And you, you talk about uh, you, you talk about in the book go through quite a list of people. Douglas Adams died of a heart attack at 49, and we, famously that Swedish investigative journalist Stig Larsson, who wrote The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kenneth and Slesser, the poet. Yeah. Christina Stead, who I knew, I, I was doing a whole years ago another anthology, an anti-war anthology for one of the many wars we've been opposing, and uh, she wrote a, a very good piece. And then a couple of days later, I got another letter saying, I'm sorry it was so badly typed, but I hadn't been feeling very well, she said. And I went to my doctor and I had a heart attack. I thought, God, the man, the man who killed Christina Stead. <laughs> oh, yes, well done. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> it's, um, and, and it's quite astonishing as well, because I think we, we uh, think about heart attacks and we think uh, in a lot of cases that's the end of it. But I guess in, in a positive sort of sense, there are so many people who've had problems that are still here to write about it. I, I, look, I think it, it's a really important issue because you do feel when something like this has happened, you think, oh, this is the beginning of the end and it's now just countdown. And, uh, you know, some old bloke said to me out in the country, I don't buy green bananas anymore, you know. You, you start thinking it's all over, but it isn't. And uh, it was only when I was doing this anthology 
And I've been writing a book about early retirement and grumpy old men called Superfluous Men. And, and I'd mentioned heart disease, but I hadn't actually used this event. I used everything else that had happened. And I thought, well, I'm in denial about this. I really, you know, trying not to think about it. Uh, and uh, you do. It becomes a sort of a determining event, which um, it's hard to get out of. And I think one of the the useful things about this book is it, you know, it, it shows it's there for people who had heart problems to realize, you know, that there's other people in the same boat and uh, they've had the same feelings of despair or, you know, uh, depression afterwards or denial, but then um, have got out of it. And, and also, you know, it happens to a lot of people when you get something seriously wrong with you there's always a guilt thing people saying oh you shouldn't have drunk so much you shouldn't have smoked you shouldn't have eaten fatty foods and you know i was a vegetarian i didn't eat fatty foods uh but there's there's none of that guilt in here we uh, um the, the idea is to say okay th- these are ways of coping with it and, and these are the different responses did you find the people that you spoke to were they really did you have any trouble getting people to want to write about this they were only uh Two people we approached, one just refused point blank. The other started, uh, but then she said it was also traumatic and awful revisiting it. She couldn't go on. But otherwise, everybody, um, like most writers, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, do it, they'll write anything. I mean, you, just, you give them a, a commission and it, something will come in. So uh, it, it, it wasn't difficult. And we didn't have to look far. I mean, this is, this is the worrying thing. I mean, so many of the people Peter and I knew, and we'd both been around for 40 years or something, so we're reaching heart attack age. Um, so many of the people we knew had had these experiences. So the book came together very rapidly, very easily. I guess it's a bit like a club, like uh, people who've been through childbirth or people who have back problems or things <laughs> like that. You have the yeah, heart yeah, problem we, club. We, we sit around having lunch. We just drink mineral water and no, no wine. And, we, and the drugs we talk about are sort of beta blockers and anti-cholesterol. So it's a funny, funny life. Some of the people that, uh, some of the contributors and all, all fabulous, fabulous writers, some of them chose to write about their own experiences, but there's some fictional accounts in there as well. Did you get the sense that that uh, the fictional accounts were, were uh, people sort of trying to distance themselves from their own experience or was that just one of those things? Well, you know, as you know, the, the, the point about fiction is that's the only way you can write the truth. If you want to write fiction, you write journalism. But if you want to tell the truth, you pretend no. it's true. <laughs> I have to take great offence to that, Michael. <laughs> I, uh, and I, I can ask that uh, particularly of you because your, yours is, uh, I think it's the only one, where half of it's fiction. And the other half of it is—is is that your story? The other half? Uh, of yeah, it? that's mine. Yes, yes. Well, I, I yes, I, I did the. Uh, I wrote this fiction to protect the innocent myself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, well, you'd because um, Paulie's quite a character. Yes. <laughs> I say that in the nicest possible way. You'll have to read the book if you want to find out what I what I what I mean by that. <laughs> but uh, so, what was it like for you? Tell us about your particular experience with this. Um, well, it's pretty much as, I, as, as in the fictional account. I'd, I'd driven um, you know, a ten, ten-hour drive in the country. I was a bit hot, and um, when I, I got to my place in the country, I, you know, made a cup of tea. Um, you know, had a couple of smokes. I drank a bottle of wine, cooked an omelette, and, and I had terrible indigestion in the night. You know, but I thought oh, this is just you know the usual sort of. Ex- oh, and he had a few chocolate biscuits, and you know. And I thought this is just the usual consequences of you know just not looking after myself and. Um, in the morning, I'm tidying up, picking up a few leaves, and I started to feel really bad, but 
nothing nothing more than just a bit of pain along the jaw and a sort of it was hard work going back up the hill so I just took myself to bed and um, it was the weekend of course it always is and the Monday I phoned my acupuncturist in the country and she said and I, a couple of days later I got an appointment so this was four days afterwards and she said oh I think you should see a doctor I said, what, when I get back to town? She said, no, no, today. I said, today? She said, yeah, I think you've had a heart attack. <laughs> I said, oh. So I went to the doctor and said, can you reassure me I haven't had a heart attack? And uh, he gave me an ECG and said, no, you had one. And um, there What I was went that moment hospital. like? What did you think when that, with, with that moment? Um, uh, uh, a shock. But, you know, the funny thing is, when you uh, you get that sort of trauma like that, and I think it's possible, so physical accidents, um, the body's got these protective sort of what endomorphins are they or whatever they are that kick in, and you sort of uh, suddenly you're over it. And from then on, it was sort of out of my hands, and uh, I felt quite calm and detached, surprisingly, because I, I'm terrified of hospitals. I'm, I'm utterly squeamish. I mean, just doing the book was a nightmare because any sort of medical procedures, you know, makes me feel quite ill. Um, but then, yeah, I it just, well, I thought, this is it. There's nothing much I can do. But um, it was traumatic. <laughs> It's a fantastic book, and and again, one of the you know fantastic things about it is it's stories from survivors. So you, you you don't need to feel if you if you um if you read it, you're going to depress yourself too too much. Thank you very much for sharing <laughs> you, it with us, Michael. That was great. Great, thank you, Bye-bye. Michael Wilding. He is the co-editor of Heart Matters: Personal Stories About That Heart Stopping Moment.